Welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles, and I welcome you to Episode 3 of Season 4 of Weathering the Storm on the Scattered Abroad Network. In this season, we are working through the Book of Psalms. In our previous two episodes, we've talked about just an introduction to the Book of Psalms, and then our last episode on David, who penned several of the Psalms that we're going to be studying this season, and kind of spending time introducing this study. Uh, But now we want to get into some specific Psalms, and I'm extremely excited to begin this study with you, this journey with you. Today we're going to be in Psalm 3. So if you have your Bibles in your place where you can open them and read them, I would invite you to that great text with me. I'll be reading from New King James Version. I'll be using that uh, translation throughout this season. And I want to begin each episode by reading the psalm and then outlining the psalm. And after reading and outlining it, then provide some points of application that can hopefully help us weather the storms of life with the book of Psalms. So let's go to Psalm 3. The Lord helps his troubled people. Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. Selah. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. Selah. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. Selah. Again, the title of this psalm is that the Lord helps his people. Michael Gifford a man who had penned the book In the Lap of God, entitled this, Comfort in the Strength and Protection of God. And I love that title. Comfort in the Strength and Protection of God. When we are weathering the storm, we need to find comfort and we need to find strength. And ultimately, we need to find protection. And this psalm teaches us that God does just that. This was written by David. If you notice in the subscript, written by David when he fled from Absalom. And this reference is 2 Samuel 13 through 18. And so we can go back and read that to get more of a context, a background of what was going on. But ultimately, when you look at the big picture, you have Absalom, one of David's sons, who's trying to take the throne. Could you imagine how that must have felt for David? I have four children, three daughters and one son, and my son is the oldest, Jackson. He'll be seven in September, Lord willing. And just thinking about him and, and spending this time with him in these tender years and enjoying watching him grow up and mature, I, I just can't imagine him turning his back on me one day and rebelling against me. And so I think about this as a father and what David must have felt like at this time when he fled from Absalom. But when he flees from him, notice where he turns. In this storm that he faced, he turned to God. And so now let's look at an outline. Let's take a closer look at this psalm together. In the first place, when we notice the trouble and the complaint. 
The Trouble and the Complaint, verses 1 and 2. He says, Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. You see the trouble is that there are those who are troubling him and the number is increasing. They have increased. I have more and more enemies who do not seek my good. They have uh, not only increased, but notice many are they who rise up against me. They're not for me. They're against me. And then they even go as far to say there is no help for him in God. So here's the trouble and the complaint that David feels. But then we notice that word silat. I wanted to read that because if we're not careful, we'll gloss over that word. And it's going to appear a lot in the book of Psalms. And what that word means is to pause and take a breath. Stop and consider what you just read before moving on. That's a practice that I try to do reading through the Psalms, and maybe that's something that can help you. And so he starts with his trouble and his complaint, but then there's a breath, Silla. There's, there's a moment where you come to this pause. And with that, we look to the next point, verse 3, the truth and the confidence. So he goes from the trouble and the complaint to the truth and the confidence. He says, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I find it interesting. There are three things emphasized in verses 1 and 2, and then three things emphasized in verse 3 about God. So verse 1 and 2 are about the enemies. They've increased, they rise up against me, and they say of me there's no help. So they're attacking him verbally, emotionally. He is feeling this. But then the threefold description of God, you are a shield, you are my glory, and you are the one who lifts up my head. Spurgeon wrote, "You are the, God is the defense for the defenseless, glory for the despised, and the joy for the comfortless. And that is what David is realizing. Notice that language, you are a shield for me. Other translations say a shield about me. Literally speaking, you are a shield above, beneath, ahead, behind, above, within, and without. In other words, the protection of God is all around. You are a shield about me. You protect me. Even though I'm facing this trouble, even though my uh, enemies are increasing around me, you are a shield for me. You are my glory. You're the one who lifts up my head. You picture being down and out because of enemies. Because of things that people are saying to you and you have your head down. But what does God do? He, he lifts up your head. You can have confidence as you look unto Him. In the next place, verses 4 through 6, notice the trust and the comfort. Because of the truth, there is trust. And because of confidence, there is comfort. He says, I cried to the Lord with my voice, and He heard me from His holy hill. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Notice what he said. I cried to the Lord, and what happened? What was the result? He heard me. There's trust. I cried unto him, and he heard me. There was comfort in knowing that he heard him. Verse 5, I lay down and slept, and then I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. 
If you glance over at Psalm 4 and verse 8, David says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. It's that confidence and trust in God that allows you to sleep good at night and allows you to wake up the next day ready to face whatever life throws your way. Trust and comfort. The comfort that he had is found there in verse 6. I will not be afraid of 10,000 people. Why shouldn't he be afraid? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they, they comfort me. They protect me. Psalm 23. Think about Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. The Lord will not leave you nor forsake you, that you may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. What shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? And so David starts this psalm with the trouble and the complaint. But then he moves to the truth and his confidence in the truth. And because of that, he can have trust and find great comfort in God. That brings us to the final point, the triumph and the conviction, verses 7 and 8. The triumph and the conviction. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. And then there's that word again, Selah. Take a breath, pause, and reflect and meditate on the triumph and the conviction that God's people can have. Isn't it amazing as you look at the flow of this psalm where it started? It started with this recognition of the enemies have increased. The trouble around me has increased. Many are rising up against me. And yet it ends with, Arise, O Lord, you save me. Salvation belongs to you. There's great conviction in that, isn't there? Ultimately, God will make all things right. We just need to make sure that we're on His side. And so now that we have read this psalm and outlined this psalm, let's close our thoughts today some points of application. How can Psalm 3 help me weather the storms of life? I want to give you five things that we can learn from this psalm and hopefully take with us in our everyday walks of life. Number one, the same God who heard and provided for David hears and provides for us today as his children. The same God. We read about that in verses 1 through 4. I cried to the Lord my voice and he heard me. Do you know that same promise is given to God's children today? The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and His ears are open to their prayers. 1 Peter 3.12 Cast all your care on God, for He cares for you. 1 Peter 5.7 Be anxious for nothing, but at everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. That's the same God. The God that David is calling out to, the God that heard him and comforted him and guided him through this dark time, is the same God who's there for us. Number two, there are many who rise up against us and ridicule us because we fear and serve God. But we need to remember that the Lord sustains us. We are not alone. We may feel that way sometimes, especially in our world today and how wickedness is growing and becoming even more popular and in our face all the time. The Lord will sustain us. He'll get us through it. 
I think about 2 Timothy 4, 16 through 18, Paul said, At my first offense, nobody stood with me, but the Lord stood with me. I need to remember that as, as a Christian living in this world. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. And Christianity today and Christian values and morals, they're just being thrown to the thrown to the wind by so many in our world and society. But when I'm standing for what is right, I'm standing on God's side. And that's where I need to be, and that's where I should want to be. The Lord will stand with us, even and especially when our enemies are rising up against us. God will be there for us. Number three, closely associated to point number two, when we feel overwhelmed by enemies or by the enemy, Satan, we can find rest, peace, confidence, and assurance that God is with us. We find that in verses 7 and 8. Arise, O Lord, save me. You have struck all my enemies. You have broken the teeth. Salvation belongs unto you. Your blessings upon your people. You're with me. We reference back Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Think about Romans 8, 31 through 39. What a beautiful text. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. It's a victory shout at the end of Romans chapter 8. And how great it is to know that even when we feel overwhelmed, and even when our enemies are rising up, we can still find peace. We can still find comfort, even in those dark times, even in the storm. As the rain keeps falling down around us, God is protecting us. God is with us. Number four, the Lord knows those who are His. The Lord knows those who are His. I've been thinking a lot about Jesus as the Good Shepherd in John 10. I've been preaching a few sermons around that context there in that chapter. And just thinking of the language. Jesus says, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. They hear my voice and they follow me. What great comfort is there in hearing his voice to the pages of Scripture and knowing him? But see, it's one thing to know somebody, another thing for them to know who you are. Here we find the Lord knows those who are his. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 19, we had that language. Nevertheless, the, the, the seal of God stands sure. The Lord knows those who are His and those who claim Him uh, to depart from iniquity. The Lord knows those who are His. He knows who you are. When you're faithful to Him and you live for Him and you keep His commandments, 1 John 2, 3 through 6, He knows you and you're in fellowship with Him. How incredible is that? David understood that. David had that fellowship with God. And he knew that God would be there with him. And that brings us to our fifth and final point. We need to remember this. One man plus God equals the majority. One man plus God equals the majority. You know, there in verse 1, David said, Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. There are many who rise up. There are many who say negative things. But even no matter how big that number was, since David was on God's side, he automatically stood on the winning side. He's with the majority. Romans 8.31, if God be for us, who can be against us? You know, I remember one time I was in preaching school, and, and I mentioned this to one of my classmates, and I, I brought it out. 
I didn't really think about what I was saying. And I said, God plus one equals the majority. And he came up to me after and he said, you know, I know what you were saying, but God's a majority all by himself. He doesn't need to add anyone. We're the ones that need him. And he was so right. God alone is the majority. But when you and I, as individuals, when we face trials, when we face difficult times like David did, when we look to God and we're standing firm on the Lord's side, we're on the right side. We're on the right track. We are where we need to be. And that's where we need to go to find that protection, find that rest, find that conviction and assurance and all the things that we've talked about in context to us as we strive to weather the storms of life. Let's remember from Psalm 3 that the Lord helps His people. He protects His people. But let's look unto Him throughout all of it, knowing that He is there for us. He will be there with us. He wants what's best for us. And regardless of what our enemies are doing around us, let's keep our eyes fixed and focused on God who loves us and cares for us. Thank you so much for listening to this psalm today. I hope that Psalm 3 has been helpful. I hope that Episode 3 has been helpful for you as well. As we continue to work through the book of Psalms, I hope and pray that you will read these psalms and study them for yourself to to meditate on these things. And I hope that I can help a little bit as we walk through these to help with our understanding of it. But ultimately, that, that you as an individual, as a follower of Jesus Christ, will be encouraged. Be encouraged to look to God all the way as you weather the storm. And our next study, Lord willing, will be in Psalm 4. And I encourage you to go ahead and read that and prepare for that. I look forward to studying that with you. But thank you so much again for listening today. I hope and pray that something that has been said will help you as you weather the storm. God bless. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.